So if you want to turn your Bibles to Acts 16, Acts 16, um, it's, if you grab the green Bible on the way in, it's page 923. Otherwise, you've got to find it yourself. And of course, we'll have the words up here also. Now, next week is Easter Resurrection Sunday, and I'll be emailing out a flyer that you can, that Kim Polson made up that you can send out to your friends and invite people, encourage them to come, or at least watch online, encourage people to do that. But uh, that's next week. And also there's an article, I don't know if you saw this in the New Hope News, we had a nice uh, ad, and then they also put a nice article about the church on the spotlight. So check that out. And once again, these are just ways to encourage, you have family or friends or neighbors, someone, you know, hey, did you see this? Why don't you come on or watch online? Just encourage them to you know, dip their toe in the water, watch online. It's not as scary, maybe. But uh, anyway, that's the New Hope News, and the, there's a picture of it in the back there too okay but today we are next week we are going to be easter sunday but today we are in the book of acts and remember the theme of acts is victory no matter what we are facing in our life whatever we're facing victory no matter what through faith in jesus christ and the power of the holy spirit good we and wait till we see how this plays out today because we're gonna the title for today is the war is over the war has been won but we must still do a lot of fighting all right the, the good news is the war is over the bad news is we got to still fight uh till you take your last breath or until jesus comes again uh we got to keep on fighting acts 16 16 to 22 so palm sunday here we are palm sunday and we're going to get a palm on the way out. Everybody's going to get their palm on the way out. Uh, Marty and Barbara will be handing those out. But I don't hand them out until the way out because some kids use them as weapons. You know, you see the swords. You're supposed to make them do a cross, right? You see the kids with the swords, some big kids here, swords. So we've learned not to give them out till the end. But it's actually appropriate that some of you use them as swords. It's actually appropriate because Palm Sunday was really a declaration of war. A lot of you didn't know that. We all thought, oh, you're riding the donkey. It's all a lot of fun, right? Uh, it's all a happy day. No, Jesus, this was a declaration of war. Jesus says, here I am, and I'm ready to do battle. Ready to do the battle the, in, in the ultimate battle, the ultimate battle for the cosmic conflict that's been going on for thousands of years. This was a declaration of war. And what was that battle that he was getting ready to fight? Where was that battle fought? Five days later, on the cross, he fought that battle. John 12, 31, when Jesus says, Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out, but I, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. He says, Now is time for judgment on this world. Now the uh, prince of this world will be driven out. He's de- the, the cross was the ultimate battle in the cosmic conflict. The the cross was Jesus Christ's ultimate victory over sin and over Satan. Over sin and over Satan. In fact, in Colossians 2, 13, it says this. It says, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your heart, I'm sorry, uh, that's a different verse. Uh, In the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, remember we talked about circumcision a couple weeks ago? God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code. What's the written code? The law. Having canceled the written code that was against us and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. 
Jesus nailed the law to the cross because he fulfilled the law. He took the, 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 the justice of the law on himself. He took the punishment for our breaking the law on himself. It was nailed to the cross. And then he says, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. That is what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And five days from now, we have our Good Friday. Uh, a lot of you are going to go to different services and stuff. We don't have one, although next year we probably could now that we have a, a space, permanent space. We've got a plan for that. I forgot. We have a space, right? We've always been in the school up till now. So uh, next year. But that, 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 that's what Jesus did for us. But as we'll see today, the war is over, but there's still plenty of fighting to be done. And guess who has to do it? <laughs> we do. Jesus won the war for us. He broke the enemy's dominance. He took away his bullets. He made a public spectacle of him. All right. But now we are called to mop up, mop up, which brings us to Acts 16. And we're going to connect some dots here. Wait till you see this one. Father, thank you for the worship. Thank you for the kids. Thank you for each person who's here or watching. We know that we're not here by an accident. We know that your Holy Spirit directs every step and has a purpose for every life here. I pray that each one of us would, would be able to fight in this war in a whole new way after today. And, Lord, I pray that if anybody here is still a prisoner of war, they've never put their faith in Jesus Christ, that today would be the day they find their freedom and new life in Jesus by putting their faith in him. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Acts 16, starting with verse 16. Okay, so we just saw Lydia's conversion. We talked about all that. We hit verse 16. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope for making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. And we'll hit that one next week. Wait till we get to Easter. There's a whole good one for that one. Uh, we'll hit the next couple verses. But here we see the, the war... The war has been won. We already talked about that, about that by the death of Jesus Christ and by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. His death paid for the sins and his resurrection proved he was the son of God, proved we could have a brand new life, proved that, that he had victory. If he just died and disappeared, he'd be no different than Buddha or Muhammad or, or any of these guys, right? But no, he came back from the dead and proved that the resurrection was proved he had the power and, 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 and that we're going to talk about that next week a lot with the resurrection, resurrection power. We're going to see that here in Acts 16 also. But as we see here in Luke 16, even though Jesus has won that victory, there's still plenty of warfare to fight. Look what Paul's dealing with. God, but God has given us the power to fight. In Luke 10, 17, Jesus said this, the 72 returned with joy and said,
Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I have given you power to to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. We have been given that power. We have been given that power, and we're going to see that Paul is exercising that very same power in Luke 16, 18, when he said to the, to the girl, he said, in the name, verse 18, I'm just going to start, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. He exercises that power that Jesus Christ has given us. Why did he cast this demon out at that moment? Well, because the demon was harassing Paul. He was harassing him. He was trying to distract from the gospel. It says here the girl in verse uh, 16, it says the girl was following them. The Greek word for follow, the root is dog. Dog. Why would he he use that root of, of dog? Because she was dogging Paul. She was following his steps. Anybody have a dog who likes you? You know what I'm talking about. They follow you everywhere. Josh and Tatiana were just here uh, recently. Recently, they just got a puppy. They had a baby. They decided to get a puppy, a little corgi. I said, are you crazy? You don't get a puppy when you have a baby. And now they're like, what are we doing? Why do we do this? But it's too late, too late, you know. And, uh, and, but, but the crazy thing is Josh, eh, I, he didn't care about the dog at this point. But Tatiana really wanted a dog. And so he got it. But guess what? The dog is all about Joshua. Oh, he doesn't really care about this dog with the dog. Hey, he gets up, do anything, follows him into the bathroom. Everywhere he goes, the dog's there. It, it's, it's attached to him, right? And that's what this dog was doing. With, that's what this demon was doing, was dogging. That's why they used the Greek word where they had the root for dog, was, was dogging Paul was dogging him, right? And not only not only does the Greek bring out the dog part, but also the said she had a spirit, but the Greek for the spirit is python. It's a root that we get the word python from. She had a python spirit. Think about that. Snake spirit, exactly. The demonic snake spirit, which was trying to squeeze out the, the gospel, trying to squeeze the gospel out of where, where Paul was preaching with his, the constant shouting. That's why they were shouting. She wasn't, but it's interesting. Isn't it interesting that she had, the, the demon had to speak the truth? Couldn't lie in Paul's presence. Couldn't lie in the Holy Spirit's presence. Had to speak the truth. But so all they could do, they had to speak the truth, so they kept shouting, trying to drown out Paul's preaching. Even though they were saying the truth, it was trying to drown out Paul's preaching and finally paul finally has enough you're you're distracting from the gospel you're distracting from the witness you've experienced it i'm sure on the street many times you knew it was demonic someone's trying to distract from sharing just when you're getting good close with someone accepting christ there's a distraction satan works that way and 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 uh so he finally has enough he tells the demon to get lost in the name of jesus christ the name of jesus christ i command you to come out of her at that moment the spirit left her at that very moment the 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 demon had to leave listen if you are a born-again christian if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, the moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has come into you, comes in that moment we say, I believe Jesus died for my sin. I give my life to Jesus. I put my faith in him. 
The moment you do that, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. You have the power of the Holy Spirit at salvation. And when the Holy Spirit comes in, now you have, you have protection and you have power. Satan can now not attack you without God's permission or you opening a door. That's important. We can open doors. We can open windows, right? Very, very dangerous. Don't do it. But Satan can't just have at us anymore because now we have the Holy Spirit. We have protection. And not only do we have protection, we have power. We have power over Satan and his demons because we have the Holy Spirit in us. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. We have the power. It's, it's, like, it's like the rock'em, sock'em robots. You ever have the rock'em, sock'em robots? They have the two hands, and the first one would push, and the second one would knock the head off the other guy, right? And, and that's what we have. We can block. We have the protection, and then we have the power to really give it a shot. We, that's what we have, the one-two punch, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. And as a Christian, if you tell a demon they have to go, guess what? They have to go. They have to go. If not, now, you can't tell them to go. You can tell them in the name of Jesus they have to go. And if you tell them in the name of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit, you tell them in the name of Jesus, they can't stay. Listen, if you're attacked spiritually, and we get attacked all the time, don't we? Temptation, attack. If you're attacked you, in the name of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, just claim your power. It's the name Power, the blood of Jesus. I must pray that a hundred times a day. Every time I get a hit, I pray the blood of Jesus Christ. And and we and if someone if someone's under attack that you want to help set free, you if you tell them to go in the name of Jesus Christ, they can't stay. They can't stay. I remember uh, one time when I was in ministry, I was in Connecticut, and I got a call from a. a, a a group of pastors and elders and they called us and said we're dealing with a demoniac this guy who's from our church uh he's he's demonized listen demonized the word demon possessed in the in the greek it's demonized and it, it's not oh if you're a christian you can be demon possessed and if you're not you can be oppressed it's just demonized and it's just degrees it's just a degree thing and so as a as if you're not a Christian, you've never put your faith in Christ, you're a sitting duck. You better be careful, uh, especially what doors you open. But you're a sitting duck, and you can be completely 100% demonized. Now, as a Christian, we can't be 100% demonized, but we can open windows and doors, and we can have a percentage. We, they can't control us like they can do control a non-Christian, but they can do damage to us spiritually if we open those doors and windows and leave them open. I'll talk about more, more about that later. So they were dealing with a guy who was demonized, and it was very severe he was very very demonized and they couldn't get the demon to leave so they called me up it's like midnight i'm like driving over i knew the pastors and i get there and i go in and this guy was freaking out he he starts screaming at me as i came in the door you know i'll kill you i'll kill your family all this stuff and so so i come in and he's on the floor and he has all the not he pulled out the drawer with all the knives in it, and they're all on the floor and he was like grabbing at knives and threatening us and and so i said in the name of jesus christ i bind you to the floor so he bound him to the floor so he couldn't move he couldn't move in the name of jesus christ he's stuck to the floor and so he couldn't use the knives and so so uh so i said what's going on guys and they said we can't figure out the guy's name the demon's names he goes we are legion we are many you can't make us leave you don't know our names and and they're like we can't get any of their names i go I said, who told you you need their names? He goes, the demons did. 
And <laughs> rule number one, don't believe the demons. Yeah? You, you don't let them make the rules. You know, that's not in the Bible anywhere. You know what I mean? That's just their rule, you know, because that's why they try to name. We know who you are, Jesus, Son of God. That's their game. They played in the, in the, you know, the, the, the biblical world. They would try to get somebody's name and claim power over them. That was a, that was a, that was a, occultist stuff and so so i and i said to the guy i said i said the demons you you have to go in jesus name you have to go and they said we we don't have to go you you don't know our name i said i have the only name i need in the name of jesus christ leave now and they left they were gone they were free that's all we need is the name of jesus christ now sometimes you got to fight a little harder because the person has opened doors that they're not willing to shut you got to pull them back and talk to them and get them to shut those doors, repent of something. Then they get, demons got to go. They don't know grounds. They've got to go in the name of Jesus Christ. They have to go. All right? Now, it's vital once that person puts their faith in Jesus Christ, it's very important that they, I'm sorry, it's vital once you free somebody from demonic, it's very important that they put their faith in Jesus Christ immediately. All right? And that's, that's why, uh, well, if someone's not open to that, a lot of times I won't even pray for them because they have to put their faith in Jesus Christ immediately. Why? Because if they don't, Luke eleven twenty four says this. When an, Jesus said, when an evil spirit comes out of a man, he goes to arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then he says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there, and the final condition of that man is worse than the first. That's why once someone is freed, you, they got to come to Christ very quickly because if they don't, they're worse off. And, and I've seen it over and over. Someone, yeah, I want to be free. We pray for them. They get free, and then they then they uh, they don't put their faith in Christ, or they leave the doors open. They're worse off. So very very important. And if we're a Christian and we're freed from demonic oppression, whatever you want to call it, demonization, it's very important that we shut the door, that, that open the door to that. In fact, that's what it talks about in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. Well, uh, it says, in your anger, do not sin, do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. You can, we can give the devil a stronghold many, many different ways. Very important to shut that door. A lot of times we'll pray over a Christian, and, or even before I'll pray over them with, with, their, with their oppression, whatever you want to call it, demonization that they're under. I say, you're going to have to repent of whatever first. If you won't, we won't do it. I had a friend, uh, in the midst of all this, I had a friend who told me he was praying over this woman. And with his pastor, they prayed for hours, could not get the demon to get out, could, would not go. And it didn't make any sense, in the name of Jesus. I mean, and finally, they, finally, the demon was getting tired, too, and said, listen, we don't have to go. We don't have to go because she's hanging on to X, Y, and Z. They were like, what? And they, they sent the demon down, you know, shut the demon up and got the woman back to, you know, consciousness and said, are you still doing X, Y, and Z? She goes, oh, yeah, how do you know? The demon just told us, you're wasting our time. She goes, oh, I want to be free, I want to be free. You know, but, but it's very important that we close the doors. 
and we don't reopen them. Very, very important. I remember a guy who had a sexual demon. And listen, you're not going to get a sexual demon just because you look at one bad thing or you do one bad thing. But it's when it gets ingrained and it, the door is open. This is a huge open door. Pornography is one of the main demonic doors in our country today. I'm telling you, uh, it is. And, and we remember praying over him and, and and, uh, and, and, and he came to us and said, I just need to be free. I go, why don't you go to your pastor? I'm oh, my pastor doesn't know much about this. And, you know, and I just want, could you guys just pray for, we prayed, we set him free. God, Jesus set him free. And then like two weeks later, he called up and said, oh, I went back to, and I need you to pray for me again. No, go to your pastor and get accountability and let him pray. And that's what he did. He went back and he had to confess it all. And then he had accountability and he stayed free that time. But, but it's so important. You, 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 once you're free, you can't reopen those doors and keep them closed. And same thing with new age and the occult, wide open doors, uh, drugs, huge open door. Drugs is a massive, massive open door. And, and they, there are, there are so many demonized people in the USA today. We need the name of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to set them free because it is everywhere now. When I was a kid, I remember the missionaries would come and talk and they would tell us stories about the, the demon possessions in Africa, you know, with the tribes. And we'd listen to those stories rapidly because it was unknown to us. You know, in the USA at that time, which was very Christian when I was a kid, uh, it was really rare. But the stories they would tell, and now those stories they told are a reality for us here in this country. We have opened so many doors with the New Age movement and the occult and yoga. And I'm not talking about stretching, but it's all the spiritual part of yoga. It's demonic. The sexual depravity that has opened doors, the drug use, on and on unbelievable the united states is now a demonic hotbed you go into the mental hospitals now some people have mental problems it's just mental but a large percentage of the people in the mental hospitals are demonized and what do they do they throw pills at them they try to just kind of keep them in a stupor that's that's what they do these so many of these people need need not just a drug thrown at them they need to be set free there was a, a young man who had uh, mental issues and and he was diagnosed as uh, add now listen if you have add i get it i'm i know i have ADD. a lot of add i'm not talking about, but this guy was over the top this kid this seven-year-old kid was like over the top and he had ADD. And the mom called us in and said, could you pray for it? Something's not right. And we started to pray for him. We started to manifest. It was clear that he had demonic issues. And we're like, I said, this kid couldn't have opened the door himself. Somebody else had to open a door. And, and I said, is there anything in your life? Because she was Christian. I said, is there anything in your life that could have opened the doors? And, and she said, I can't think of anything. And I'm looking around the house. And this woman is dressed in black, head to toe. Just dressed in black. Nothing wrong with wearing black, but she was dressed in black. And I look around, and her shelves are all these books and movies of horror. All horror. Everything was horror. I said, are you into horror? She goes, yeah. I go, you know, I like a good scary movie now and then, but most of it is demonic, you know? I mean, let's face it. And, uh, and so I said, this, this is not healthy. And she was dominated by horror stuff. I said, I think the doorway is what you're doing with this horror garbage. And I go, get it out of the house now. She, we did garbage bags and garbage bags, took it outside the house, put it in the garbage. And she renounced it. She repented of it. We prayed for the kid. He was set free. That was the opening. 
It is everywhere. We see it all over the place. A lot of these kids suicidal and all this stuff. Sometimes it's depression. There's a lot of spiritual stuff going on, cutting and all this stuff. There's spiritual things going on in our country that is that is, is spiritual. Uh, uh, the prisons, uh, the prisons, prison ministry, right, Mel? Overflowing with demonized individuals. You know, overflowing the shocking crimes that some need. And these guys, they need Jesus Christ. And that's why the prison ministry, the friendship ministry and prison ministry is so important. They need Jesus Christ. That's why when, when Mel does the word discipleship with them and, 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 and gets them saved and gets them growing, that's what can set them free. These, these guys are demonized. It, it, it's, it's everywhere. And then don't get me started on drugs. Drugs was one of the main ways in the biblical times how they connected to the spirit world and to demons. And drugs open whenever you... Take away your your will and you leave yourself vulnerable. You have now opened yourself up and you do that over and over again, even if it's just just marijuana. I'm so sick of hearing that. You know, any drug that that takes away any of your 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 will and your strength there is an open demonic door and that's why so many addiction treatments don't work why do these these treatments that the government sends people to why is there a seven percent success rate right why and what is teen challenge 90 plus why are the christian ones 90 plus it's because only jesus christ can shut that demonic door it's not just the drug Physically, there's a spiritual part of it, right? And once we find Jesus, once we have the Holy Spirit, it changes everything. We now have power over that. And that's why, that's why the, it's so important. I, I know my son Ryan. Ryan was, you know, all kinds of drugs and all kinds of crazy things. And he knew he was demonized. He knew it. He would come and say, I just can't deal with it. You know, they're everywhere. I'm just being attacked. And, and, and Kim would say, you mostly talk to Kim about this. And Kim would say, listen, Ryan, what do you want me to do? You can be free. You can be free. I'll pray over you right now. No, just pray for me. Why? Because he didn't want to give up the doorways. He didn't want to give up the windows. He didn't want the demons, but he didn't want to give up the window. And that's what so many people do. They don't want to give up. They don't like the consequences and, and the torment of it, but they don't want to give up what they won't surrender. What won't surrender that. And this is very vital to understanding this truth. If we're going to witness the people in our, our culture today, our post-Christian culture, if we're going to help people find freedom, if we're going to free the prisoners of war, because that's what they are. POWs, we have to understand this very thing. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says this. It says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they are so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The God of this age has blinded them so they cannot see the light of the gospel. They can't see Jesus because they're blinded spiritually. We have to understand that. But we have to free them through Jesus Christ. That's very, very important to understand that. But I want to warn you this. And this is a warning right from this passage. If you help people find freedom from Satan's grip, if you help people be set free from slavery to sin, if you help people get free from the world's lies, and it's all lies, 
If you help them do that, don't expect applause. No, 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 no. Brace yourself from, for hate. Hate from the demons and from the hostile world. Brace yourself from that hate of the demons and the hostile world. Brace yourself. Remember the Jews. Remember uh, Jesus. Jesus with the demoniac. Remember the demoniac who was had the, the, the demons and and he was setting. I think it's Mark chapter five. And he uh, he was he he set him free. And the demons said, "Don't send us into the abyss yet." They know where they're headed. They know where they're going. Don't send us yet. Send us into the herd of pigs. Jesus sends them into the herd of pigs. They rush over the cliff and all drown. And then who knows where the demons all went. But the point is this guy was set free. Remember that? And, and what did the people do? They freaked out at Jesus. They freaked out because they were upset about the pigs. You kill all of our pigs, you know? And, and they told Jesus to leave. We don't want Jesus. Sound like USA Today. We don't want Jesus, right? You don't want Jesus? Look at what we got. We got a lot of, we got a pig pen, right? And, and think about that. The world prefers, the world prefers demoniacs and pigs over Jesus. They'd rather have that demon possessed guy running around threatening them and pigs instead of Jesus. That is what the world is, is. And it's not just the world. Even some so-called Christians are in that same camp. Uh, even, and we, we know they're not real Christians, they're wolves in sheep's clothing, right? Listen to this. Even some who claim to be followers of Christ are part of this whole thing. Uh, Episcopal leader, uh, here we are. The head of the Episcopal churches a few years ago has garnered outrage from some in the Anglican communion over her claim that St. Paul of Tarsus curing of a demon-possessed slave girl as described in the Bible was wrong. This is the head of the Episcopal church. I don't know where she is now. Uh, presiding Bishop, the most, <laughs> the most Reverend Catherine Jeffords Scory, you see the problems here, right? Uh, said that by driving the demon out of her, Paul was depriving her of her gift of spiritual awareness. Paul can't abide something he can't see as beautiful or holy, so he tries to destroy it. It gets him thrown into prison. That's pretty much where he put himself by his own refusal to recognize that she, too, shares in God's nature just as much as he does, maybe more so. Thankfully, there were a few people uh, who stood up to this woman, a couple of pastors. One said, uh, what did he write here? He said, Paul cast a demon out of a slave girl. This was an agent of Satan, a force of darkness, and didn't deprive her of some spiritual gift. This sermon is not a, a Christian sermon attacking this woman. Another pastor said, it is, these are Episcopal pastors, thank God, there's still some remnant there. He said, it's terribly stunning to read that the presiding bishop elevates the sinful practice of of, uh, necromancy to the Holy Spirit-inspired territory of spiritual gift. This exegesis is demonic, too. So thankfully, they called him out, right? But even some on the... even some. Who claim to be Christian are, are the, we're going to fight against them just as much. It's just crazy. Don't expect a pat on the back, even from a lot of people in churches. If you help people find freedom from Satan, from sin, from the world's lies, don't expect it. We have to. We if if we if you the the world hates the world hates us. The world hates us. 
The world hates it when we set people free. They hate Jesus Christ. It, it, the world hates. Look, look what happens to Paul after this. Look what happens to Paul. Uh, well, well, let me say this. Why does, why does the world hate us? Why do even some who claim to be Christians hate us? Because 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. The, the, the Satan has blinded them. Also in John 15, 18, in John 15, 18, Jesus said, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I've chosen you uh, out of the world. I've got to make sure I get it right. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. They don't know the one. We all know the one higher power. We all know who God is. No, no, no. If they hate Jesus, if they hate us, they hate Jesus, they don't know the one. The one true God. And that's why they that's why the world hated Jesus. Five days after the triumphal entry, they crucified him. It was the cross. Five days after Palm Sunday was the cross. And the world hates us. Look what they did to Paul. Can I just revisit it here? Uh, look what they did to Paul in verse 19. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. And we're going to deal with that next one next time on Easter, resurrection uh, power. They, they just sent this girl, a slave girl, Free from a python snake demon, right? Just set her free, and all they can see is what? Money. Lost money. That's all they can see. Can you imagine that? How about these new laws limiting abortion and saving babies? They're proven they're saving babies. And just wait till Roe versus Wade gets overturned it's coming i really believe it's coming but but you know, look look what's happening and and babe you think people would be excited babies are saved right i mean it's supposed to be safe legal and rare right rare million that's pretty rare right rare uh, but all they you think they'd be excited but what's going on planned parenthood and these Politicians are acting like World War III has been declared, which it has been spiritually. They're freaking out over it, right? You, they're, 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 all they can see is lost income, campaign contributions, and Planned Parenthood, the zillion dollars they make every year on abortion. That's all they can see. If you help and set people free, brace yourself for the attacks. Not just abortion, but anywhere. If you're helping set people free, brace yourself for the attacks. Look what happened when we started our church here. Some of you were here, not here in the school. You remember the policemen being there trying to keep things calm, right? Because it was crazy. We, they, you can't set people free from homosexuality. You can't do that. And then, and it didn't stop. Uh, it, it didn't stop there. We got involved with the AIDS house. Some of you remember the AIDS house in town. And there, were every resident in that AIDS house, we started reaching out to them. They were completely. Isolated. They said the homosexual community doesn't care about us. 
We're just like a token here. They don't care. They don't, we're, we're like undesirables now because we have AIDS, and, and now we're not beautiful enough, and now we don't have... And, but the church, they said we've been neglected and abandoned by the homosexual community. This is what they're telling me. The church embraced them, loved them. Every member of that AIDS house became a member of our church. Getting saved, getting baptized... It was beautiful. And then little by little, they moved away, or many of them passed away because of with the AIDS. But they were just a huge part. Last one was just last year, Lanell Hopewell. Last one last year, passed away. He had 20 years, lived free in, in Jesus Christ, a transformed life, a, a, just an amazing testimony. But, but you know what they did? When they found out they're all coming and getting saved, and, said, and, and, and they're all happy and excited and have a community around them, you know what they did? They put up a wall. The new person who was running it said, don't go to that church. So all the new residents, they hate you there. They'll hate you there. They hate you. Don't go there. And none of them come because the door has been closed to us. But the ones who came found not hate. They found love, and they found love in Jesus Christ. But that's what the world will do. We'll try to block. We'll try to block us. Are we prepared for the world's hate? Are we prepared for it? Persecution is coming. It's just a matter of time. It's just going to take a spark. Look at the spark that happened last summer with the riots all over the country. It's just going to take a spark. And those riots are going to be aimed at Christians, aimed at Christians. And, and they're going to be burning churches. Did you know they burned a lot of churches over the last few years? Did you know that? Most people don't even know it. Lots of churches were burned. The media didn't touch it, didn't talk about it. They hid it. Lots of churches were burned. Churches were burned. There's going to be mandates. But the mandates that are coming are going to be 666. That's the mandates that are coming. Uh, it's all preparing us for that. We are, are we ready to be hated? We are in a war today, and I'm going to finish up with this, driving us home. We are in a war today. We must fight spiritually. We can't fight politically. We can't get guns and hope we can fight like Ukraine's fighting. We, we have to fight this war spiritually. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5 says this very thing. Paul says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. You just need the next word. <laughs> uh, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. Instead, they have divine... Oh, here we go. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish strongholds in every... I'm sorry. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ Jesus. Go back to verse 3 again. uh, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. We have different weapons that we have to fight with. We must recognize that we are under constant spiritual attack. Do you understand that? We're under constant... A lot of you know what I'm talking about. You feel it now, right? We're under constant spiritual attack. We have to be on our guard. Ephesians 6.10 where Paul says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. That's who we're fighting against. The people that are making us so mad all the time, you know, saying these crazy things, doing these crazy things, we're not fighting them. They're just zombies. They're just following the puppet strings. They're, they're, they're prisoners of war. Our battle is against demons, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Understand that. Very, very important. We have to remember to put on our spiritual armor. Remember Elizabeth Kiefer up in heaven right now, probably saying amen. Elizabeth Kiefer many times praying with her. She would say, let's pray in the armor of Christ right now. And she'd pray it on. Very important to constantly be praying on the armor of Christ, putting it on, keeping it on. For, uh, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the... Sword of the Spirit, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all kinds, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. That is the spiritual war that we are in, the spiritual armor that we we have. And if you need help with this battle, and we all do, we have some great resources: Victory Over Darkness, The Bondage Breaker, The uh, the uh, search for significance, and, and we have people, Kim and different, all of us, will help you work through these books and, and disciple you through them, helping you find your victory and your freedom, breaking it. But first, the very first step, before we can do all that, the first step is putting our faith in Jesus Christ. That is the first step, putting our faith in what he did on the cross for us receiving the Holy Spirit and breaking Satan's power and then breaking free of the strongholds in our life. But first, we have to put our faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for us. In Hebrews 2.14, let's start about halfway through 14 where it says, so that by his death, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. That's what Jesus did on the cross. He broke Satan's power. He broke sin's power. And, and he set us free of being afraid of dying. We don't have to be afraid of dying. We put our faith in Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? John 3.16. <laughs> you know I was going to end with it. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life have you ever put your faith in jesus christ given your life and the, the word there believe doesn't mean just oh, i know it in my head no it means to believe in your heart in the greek it means to completely depend on to trust in jesus christ his death on the cross the, his resurrection from the dead in the moment you put your faith in jesus you receive the holy spirit inside of you and when you receive the holy spirit you now have protection you're no longer a sitting duck. You have protection from every attack from Satan. You have protection and you have power. You have that, the, 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 the power, the, the block and the punch. You have that now. 
the moment you put your faith in Jesus. Let's pray. Why did the Holy Spirit bring you here today? Why are you listening to this or watching this somewhere out there? Because God wants to do something. Maybe you are realizing you're a zombie, spiritual zombie, that you're a prisoner of war, that you are blinded by Satan, but for the first time you can see who Jesus really is, the Son of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And you can be set free this very second if you will put your faith in Jesus. The simple prayer of faith, the powerful prayer of faith, God, I repent of my sin. Everything in my life that goes against your word, your will, I repent. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me clean. Because I'm putting my faith in Jesus. His death on the cross for me to pay for my sin. He took it, nailed it to the cross. His resurrection from the dead to give me a brand new life. I put my faith in Jesus. I give my life to you, God. If you have prayed that prayer, then you're in for the shock of your life because the Holy Spirit is now inside of you and has just made you a new creation in Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. Your life will never be the same. You will never, never be the same. You are more alive than you ever dreamed possible. You have a spiritual power that you never dreamed possible. Wait till next week. We're going to talk about that spiritual power. I want to encourage you to tell somebody. Maybe you're here with a family member or a friend or you have someone at work or you know someone. Or tell me on the way out or fill the card out, stick it in the box. Tell somebody that you put your faith in Jesus so that we can be excited for you and encourage you in your new life in Jesus. You're a baby Christian, born again. For those of us who have already put our faith in Jesus, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Are we living free? Have we opened doors that need to be closed? Maybe you could pray right now, God, I close this door. And if I need to tell someone to hold me accountable, I'm going to tell someone. Whatever it takes, I'm going to keep this door closed. I'm not going to let Satan have at me anymore. I'm going to put on that breastplate of righteousness that will protect Protect my heart. Protect my vital organs spiritually. 
Maybe there's someone in our life that God is putting on our heart that, that, that they're zombies. They need to be set free. And we are going to begin to pray. Pray for them. And start to approach them differently, realizing that they're just prisoners of war. They're under Satan's power. They're blinded. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will work in each of our lives, that we would live holy and free in the Holy Spirit's power, sanctified. I pray that your Spirit would pour out powerfully and we would have revival. Each of us would experience revival. Our church would experience revival through the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name.